Hi, I'm Busisiu, and you are listening to Soundbite, a weekly podcast about music-based entertainment. <laughs> this week, I talk about a duo that is young, dynamic, all of the buzzword adjectives that are actually true in this case. Um, they really excite me. I love their music. I love their sound. I love their sensibility. I love the way that they complement one another because they're just different enough for it not to be boring, but also similar enough so that you don't feel like they're forced together. They are amazing. Their story is sweet and nice and lovely. Their mentor, I mean, like, whose life is as charmed as to have the mentor that they have and the specific project that I'm talking about um, was dropped um, about mid 2017 first on SoundCloud as more of like a SoundCloud and YouTube is more of a mixtape vibe um, and they did a couple of performances based off these beautiful tracks received um, mixed feedback a lot of people because they're not what you expect from a young sound although i mean considering what the young sound is right now people like willow it makes sense but if you are forcing them to be what young people people their age would be making in like the early 2000s or even in the 90s then yeah their shit is different and different in a lovely way so they got mixed reviews about this this is now their debut album 16 beautiful tracks released june 2nd 2017 from parkwood entertainment i'm talking about chloe and hallie the two of us the first album from chloe and hallie first official album we've um We've had a few tracks from them drop for some of my favorite um, from Sugar Symphony, which was their EP. I've seen some videos from them. We've seen them perform at various places. Really, um, all of that was a glimpse um, at what they can do, which is in this album. It is good. It is good. This is where I need to take a bit of a breather, just to clarify some things. So, alright, so we're taking this break so that I can clarify that I've already stated in the previous two episodes that I am not going to talk about anything on this podcast that I find it hard to say nice things about. So you can read between the lines and assume probably that if I don't talk about a project, it's because I don't have a lot of nice things to say about it. This is just to set the record straight in case you're starting to wonder why I'm saying the praises of everything I talk about. I am not going to talk about anything that I have to strain to find nice things to talk about. However, that doesn't mean that all the products that I haven't spoken that I haven't spoken about are trash. I mean, there are a lot of people putting out a lot of good things. It just means that I haven't gotten to a certain project. But some of them 
is because they are not so good. Break taken, disclaimer made. I hope you and I are on the same page. For this episode, pass on and future ones too. All right, so we are back. The two of us, like I was saying, a really beautiful project. I really wish you could do yourself a favor of listening to this all the way through. Um, from the first track right through to the 16th, no interruptions, don't pause, don't repeat anything to really get the story of it. It is, it is a really, it is a really, 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 really good first album. That this is their first album, I think, speaks to their musical sensibility, like I was saying, their mentorship, like I was saying, and just the, I guess, kismet of this moment in time and who they are and all of that, because this is, it's beautiful. Ah. Uh, amazing now before you get tired of hearing me say beautiful and amazing and describing this let's get into the tracks like we always do the first track the intro used to love is a beautiful i say that word too much but i mean when it is fitting it is a wonderfully entrancing vocal symphony they do an acapella um harmony riff um basically around the idea of used to love right so you're you're being introduced to their story and that's just that's how it starts it's quite organic it sounds um the setting that they're trying to give you is them at home them in their bedroom them in their home studio like really setting this up because the first thing you hear is I think Chloe saying, um, let me just put down this intro, right? So think um, Janet Jackson, um, what was the name of the project where you hear her interacting? So it's kind of like breaking down the fourth wall. <clears throat> That's the vibe you're getting as it starts with Used to Love. A really... I like it, the, the tempo, the cleanness of it, because you literally are not hearing anything except their voices at this time. They're laying their voices on one another. They're harmonizing with one another and themselves. So it's, it's just, it's layers upon layers of just beautiful, let me work on saying that wordless. It's layers upon layers of fitting notes. And, and you're getting them the feeling of you're getting the angst which I think is fitting also you know for where you can assume they're at in their lives based on their age and their jobs and all of that so you still have I love it and it is the right duration I think any longer than this and it, it probably would have lost some of its um, charm and any shorter than this, I don't think oh, I'd get the point. So, first track, great. The next track is one of my favorite, 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 favorite tracks in general. But definitely one of my most favorite songs from Chloe and Hailey. <clears throat> Too much sauce.
too much sauce like i said one of my favorite songs just generally <clears throat> sorry and especially one of my favorite songs from Chloe and Halley. So this point they introduce instrumentation. Um with what I think is a ukulele, but for all I know it could be a harp. And a string instrument that sounds quite tinny. Um and they're still playing off that like playfulness that you get with used to love so it's not a complete disconnect right from like a cappella instrumentation but it, it it's a lovely marriage like they they're playing well with one another you're still getting the like mad harmonies and where they shift from like backing one another to like the four <clears throat> i think it's hallie who does a really lovely answer in the back like when chloe calls too much sauce then <clears throat> sorry y'all she responds with a lovely sweet saucy that is that that has me that is amazing one of the most disappointing things about this pro project is that and this is maybe just because of my age but I, I just feel like it didn't get the amount of hype it deserves like all the points that it hit um because that's a that's like a lovely setup right that's like that could have really been a good um thing that could have taken off in culture that like call and answer of too much so saucy but maybe the timing was off maybe it was behind the scenes stuff we just we just really don't know about why that didn't take off the way that I would expect it to the way I expected it to take off when I first heard it because it was good um I'm hoping I get my too much sauce um crew neck my too much sauce um crop top I'm not even asking for them for free I'm just saying can they be in the store you know, too much sauce in the front and saucy at the back. That's that's like, I I love this. It's just, it's a really good song. <clears throat> like I was saying, there's a lot that the hook could have done outside of the song. Like there's a lot of like um activations and like merch and stuff that could done that didn't happen. And I was disappointed to see that. But the song itself is, I love it. Um. Lyrically, I really don't know what it's about. I'm not gonna lie, it sounds like it's just like about you know, them saying they've got too much sauce for these boys, which is if that's what they're saying it's true. Um they should continue <laughs> with that. <laughs> um beyond that I on there are moments where I'm just gonna like put myself in my full truth and accept that I am perhaps not the epicenter of who all of pop culture is targeting anymore and particularly this album where I love it but like honest to God I listen to it and I'm like yeah, my little sister probably understands what this is about more than I do so lyrically my sister probably understands what they're on about um, more than I do in the sense of just connecting to it 
but like I said, musically, I love it. Um, it then does a really lovely kind of, they continue into one another story-wise, these tracks. And I don't know if you remember in the first episode, Darkness and Light, I talk about something that typically younger artists, and not in terms of age, but in terms of time in the industry, struggle with, which is having a sense of cohesion and story without making things sound like one really long song and monotonous, which typically older artists in the sense of more matured, time spent in the industry do really well chloe and hadley do it really well in, in this album as well and that it doesn't sound like one long song they transition beautifully into one another and continue in their story and like follow through without boring me the next track future is an example of this so future is i don't know like an interlude or whatever it nicks it knits, my bad. Um, too much sauce and puppy flower together. Um, in a beautiful way. It literally sounds like it was recorded underwater or you're listening to it underwater. I don't understand why, but it's a beautiful feeling. You feel like you're floating off into a different thing, which metaphorically links then to puppy flower, right? Whether it's like underwater, it's like just sleepy feeling the metaphor of it sounding like warped and, and like you're hearing it through sleep or through a mist or through like um water then links it to puppy flower which is what i was saying like the way that they've done that is quite astounding for their age in the industry not their age in real life but the time that they have this is their first album and like it's showing this level of like thoughtfulness um, I appreciate that from them, from the team they're working with, like, because you don't see it from, a, they're artists that are considered to be at the peak and like the heirs to whatever thrones of whatever genres they add that still haven't gotten this, that don't like get that whole thing of like linking your tracks together and having them be a story without boring us to death. And Chloe and Hadley and the people they work with get that. So I really appreciate that. Future is like really short. I think it's literally a few sentences um, short. But it serves to knit too much sauce to puppy flower together and adjust the tempo as well as the mood. And then, like I said, link the metaphor um, to the um, theme i guess i hope that makes sense but i said it before so it should make sense i'm just reasserting myself it's knitting these two songs together and i appreciate it poppy flower is an amazing song guys like even for my overuse of the word it's it matters here um, like I said, future carries the metaphor, right? Into and so you're in, you're already thinking about like puppy flowers, what they do, OPM, blah blah blah, and they set up the story of how there are certain types of interactions that are like puppy flowers. You feel really, really nice, um, and the like, and all of that. Um, then they juxtapose it with, but then there's reality. 
like gotta wake up and come out of those interactions those aren't like real life type of vibe and they don't just do it with their lyrics they also go into um the tempo that i spoke about earlier that future works into like adjusting you for and what what the beat does is similar to what Erica Badu does in I Want You. It kind of plays with your heartbeat. Like it, it kind of um, forces you to like um, imagine that it was your heartbeat like either speeding up or slowing down with the song. That is thoughtful. I, I keep on using the word because I think it describes this project and their approach really well thoughtful um it's it's a satisfying listen the dimension in this track guys there's so much going on and not in a bad way but in a really good delicious way you are grateful for every bite of the song that you take everything that the song does everywhere they go vocally that they go instrumentally that they go metaphorically you are grateful for it. You appreciate it because it adds more dimension to the picture that they are painting with this song. It is that good. I'm going to call it four tracks into this album. We should genuinely be expecting to see not just game-changing things, but like society-changing things from chloe and hallie not because of their link to beyonce but because of what they can offer on their own which is obviously being compounded by their link to park red and beyonce and that whole vibe this song is an exponent of that like it's really like telling what they're doing in one song blows me away Then we get Chase, another one that like Future serves to knit together the previous track, Poppy Flower in this case, to the forthcoming track, Partner. It does that same thing of setting you up for the tempo shift um, and introducing new ideas to you. It connects to Used to Love, um, the intro that did a similar thing in the way that you again hear... I'm guessing Chloe um, speaking from within the studio like one more time um, in the midst of the singing. It's got lovely layering of vocals, a lovely like um, bass line is going on here. And then a thing, it's, 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 it's a thing that... Um, Beyonce and Kanye do that I love. I love it. Where they're, they sometimes turn what you'd expect to be the melody, right? Their vocals into the beat. And the beat sounds like it's riding their vocals. Whereas typically it's the other way around and the vocals are riding the beat. But they do that here also with like this fast, almost rappy nature. And I think that's Hallie doing that. Where... The track starts with a really soulful, makes you think of Lauren Hill, kind of just like dragging um, 
yearning, just like lyrical declaration, more like a question, but it's more actually a declaration that's questioning. And then this really quick, like rappy kind of like flowing vocals come in the ones that that then function as like the bed that the beat is riding on i really i love it whenever musicians do that whenever it, it's it's just an interesting switch up of what you typically expect to hear in a song and again this is literally like what an interlude is what it's called linking two drags together but it does it so nicely that there's something to say about it like you appreciate it We've heard interludes done in so many ways that it's so quick for them to be boring. It's so easy for them to be things that you could do without. And they fit here as integral parts of the overall project. Again, thoughtful. So partner. <clears throat> partner, like I was saying. Is so satisfying. It's also quite short. So short that I'm almost tempted to call it an interlude, even though I know it is not because it's weighty. Um, and it picks up off where Chase ends. Um, I don't want to call it dark. I don't want to call it morose, but I think heavy is the word. Where it's continuing and kind of expanding on the yearning that I was telling you Chase begins with, um, and. It is so theatrical in a way that reminds me of Missy Elliott and the tone, the vocal tones that they give and the dimension remind me of Disney's Child in the most beautiful ways. I think we've gotten to a point where when people say those things, it sounds like a disappointment, but it is lovely to feel them, to recognize influences without it being straight out like copying but rather inspired by that you can hear in in the vibe it's really um it's smooth and i've said theatrical but i mean have you ever listened to vocals and had the most dramatic production happen in your eyes while you're hearing them there is a portion of it that sounds like it is some i don't know if they're sampling it by saying it vocally or if they actually laid the vocals from, is it mine? No, I've been on, I've been on. It's the, you know, the operatic um, vocals in I've been on. You hear them in partner towards the end. It is so rich and like, it feels like you're swimming in the smoothest chocolate ganache. It's satisfying. Good. Dum dum dum, y'all. <laughs> it's, this, it's the name of the name next interlude that knits partner to worries. I don't have much to say about it apart from hearing harmony is so good that make you want to harmonize like with yourself just throughout your day it, it's such a rewarding experience 
it's a beautiful kind of refrain because they don't say anything other than dum 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 and it resonates and then you hear yeah dum dum and it's got again that water feeling i was talking about from future where it sounds like you're hearing it through a haze or through water or in a bathhouse or something the resonance that's going on it's satisfying dun 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 it's good <laughs> worries picks up off that like underwater through a haze thing with the bass line that is either a bass guitar or a cello i, I don't know what it is but it's it's a lovely it, it's so good it's almost distracting it could also just be distracting me because i don't lie i don't get the song um to me it, the um, the vocal melodies don't fit or rather aren't saying anything to me the way that everything prior to this was even too much source that i said i lyrically don't understand probably because they're not talking to me with worries i'm like i don't i have to try to get the song which is very different from the previous seven cuts that they'd given that were, it was just easy to flow into. So apart from the baseline with worries, I don't get it. Um, but right after it, upset stomach comes, which is, <laughs> which is so petty. It's funny. Oh, let me tell you about how I'd love to know what goes on at Pettywood Entertainment because this is such a petty song but it's so beautiful um, it's called Upset Stomach and they're basically asking some Ashy Larry to be quiet because <laughs> they're already not feeling well and he is causing them to have an upset stomach with the words that are coming out of his mouth I mean and they're singing this most beautiful, like, melody with that same theatrical, like, operatic, like, motivation. How now, brown cow, is this not supposed to be, like, one of my fave tracks from this album, being as petty as it is and as lovely sounding as it is? Um, it continues with that... It's not a similar bass line, but it has a hard bass line like Worries. Um, and I love the bass line and Upset Stomach. It's nice. Um, sorry. I particularly love the way that it ends. With like the... The like... The exhausted call to be quiet. <laughs> it's, it's a lovely track. Simple. Again, Pettywood Entertainment delivers on the pettiness. Um, and this speaks to, like, if you can remember in the intro and I say... It, their music gets mixed reviews because people do not expect and perhaps aren't comfortable with 
people of their age targeting like the pop arena the pop like uh, i guess market with like such dimension and like richness in sound because sonically their stuff is it's complex but in a nice way like it's not complex in an unnecessary way you know sometimes you hear some stuff like from some of your favorite rappers where it's like you're just trying too hard to be deep and like everybody's deep and smart dude if you could just calm down you'd make good music you don't feel that way when you're listening to chloe and hallie and so with the song they address that with some petty lines and a beautiful melody they ad address people saying they need to dumb their shit down for pop audiences and their stuff is good their stuff is good simple is a really good song it's not monotonous like none of these songs are monotonous none of these songs are a loop it's it, it, it's a story it's so beautiful it's been a long time since i said that word so i just had to sing it this time but then the next track the 11th cut is mistake mistakes y'all is giving me jazz fusion it is giving me soulfulness it is giving me the vocal the kind of vocal clarity that makes me think of ms erica badu i at this point y'all are probably thinking like i am gassing this project up but it is it's quality man like it is how in my lifetime y'all this happened in 2017, not in 1917, y'all. People, people are giving us such niceness on the internet. Like, you can go listen to this project. It's so good. Mistake is good, guys. It is no mistake. It is it is good. The refrain, the pencil comes with eraser part, the melody that they say that with is beautiful. When the keys come in and Wow. It's so short. It's like a minute and like twenty, twenty two seconds. But you're literally listening to wanting it to go on forever. It's another one of the really standout um, tracks on this project. And not in like the pop way, but in the way of like just as as a piece of music. It, it really stands out. All I ever wanted is, I, I don't know, an interlude. It's like 40 seconds long. Um... And it speaks to desire and ambition with its tempo and with like its robotic, like, I don't know, like tuning on the vocals and with like the um, kind of held back um, sound of, of the bass line. Because it also sounds like you're listening to it through a very thick door or something. So it really does speak to like desire and ambition and drive. Um, and is that refrain, right, of all I ever wanted, all I ever wanted, but in, in a nice melody over this, um, like I was saying, held back bass line, um, 
it almost sounds like you're hearing the bass line on the other side of this thick door and you are this train right or this like being with like this robotic sense approaching what it is that you want that's on the other side of it and then at the end of like the 40 41 minutes you break through and it's like a very clear like normal human happiness kind of talking to i don't know if you remember beyonce's self-titled and she says when she's being asked and she said um she aspires to happiness so that's an interesting um comment i think being made by the interlude and it connects mistake to trata i'm really interested by like simple showing up after upset stomach which shows up after worries it shows up after dum 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 right i'm i'm really interested in like what's like are the songs talking to one another in that way you know I'm curious about like um does all I ever wanted also speak to um what they're addressing in simple does mistake speak to what they're addressing in simple where it's like we're gonna do this our way and if we're wrong well like, that's life is it not to like learn from your actions that's why pencils come with erasers um and does all I ever wanted speak to that like desire uh, like uh, like yes this is a job yes there are lots of like many micro goals and objectives and points but the overall point is that doing this makes me happy and that's what I want to do with it I'm really wondering if that's like you know the songs are speaking to one another in that way because that's what I'm getting Tra ta ta. The song gives me like feeling all types of emotions and they like brim. It, it's so gorgeous. It, it, it truly is. I love both of their voices for different reasons, but there's something so satisfying about Halley's voice, and the song really makes the most out of the the things that make you fall in love with her voice and her it's she's got an ease and sweetness and smoothness to her voice that that literally makes you want to live in her melodies like you you just want to like exist there pack all your things move to that town and just have them envelop you there's a And the song makes the most out of it. The way that it starts with her really puts across the tone of the song, right? That it's 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 all right tone of the song because that's really the tone of a voice. It's what a voice does, and then you get Chloe's voice, which is fantastic in its own way, and her voice is beastly, like it's beastly. It sounds like she is the mother of dragons literally and she is holding them back and you have not even experienced her final form yet like it it sounds that like it sounds like she is holding something back really deep in her belly and she's only giving it out to you in little bits and you are grateful because it is that good and they both give you different things chloe's voice gives you drive because of that like um beastly 
mother of dragons this is me holding back vibe that she has about her and then you've got Harry with like that doing such phenomenal things is easy sweetness going on in her voice and the song really makes the most out of their tones and I think like vocal approaches in such a simple way man like at no point are they like screaming at like the top of their ranges or anything like that but the the melody and the harmonies really show off their voices for them and when i say this project is really thoughtful that this is a word that i'm using over and over again really speaks to being able to do that kind of thing to really show off like vocal brilliance without having to do too much that takes thought and they put that into this and speaking of showing off up all night the drama the delivery i mean like how dare they like who who do you, who do you, who do you, who do you think you are? Like, guys, the melodies, the harmonies. And Up All Night from beginning to end always, like, throws me into a completely different, like, state of mind where I forget wherever I am and I am suddenly, like, on stage giving the most like bjork like performance of my life it is that like layered and just like vocal show outness again without like screaming and all of that like it's it's controlled like where do you find so much control <laughs> on your first album like what's good who are you Y'all, the kids are all right, which I think, give or take a word, is the name of like one of their newest projects, which I'm not going to talk about, it's a single, I'm not going to talk about like here, I'm not going to talk about it here, because this is about the two of us, I'll talk about it when I speak about like singles, probably at the end of the month, maybe, because I really want to do, um, an episode about singles and like what we're doing with singles in 2018 like what the single represents and, and its function is it still what it you you get what i mean anyway up all night showing off basically and even the way that it speaks to tratata which is very like it's gonna be okay that spoke to all I ever wanted, which is like the ambition, 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 deep desire for joy. I'm doing this type of stuff for happiness. Um, which is why like the mistakes and whether or not you think I'm being too simple. All that stuff, all that stuff, right? That like conversation and then getting like up all night. Like um, not necessarily contrasting, but like responding to it. Is also nice. Nice. 
thoughtful, beautiful, petty. These are the adjectives I've been using to describe this project. Lucky Leaf, the second to last song. Another nice track. The melody, like, guys, when I say the um, dimension, when I'm, when I'm speaking of, like, the complete lack of monotony on this project, at no point do you hear, like, unnecessary loops. There might be refrains, but it's not, like, a looping of, like, what you heard in, like, the first verse going on, like, the last 30 seconds. Of no, it is... How there's one more track left. It's called Lullaby. And the end of Lucky Leaf and the beginning of Lullaby again like reminds you of the whole like organic in home studio like vibe that they've been like kind of reminding us all through the project. Um And I'm kind of sad that this is the last song because I do not want it to be over. But um, I actually go into that after the back. So like I was saying. Lullaby is bittersweet because it's a good song and it addresses how you're feeling. Um, but at the same time, like, why is, why is the album ending? It's, it's really good. You want it to continue on. Lullaby is like the outro, also quite short. Um, echoing the beginning with the acapella playfulness, but here I think... I think it's keys. It's some. It's one or other like string instrument. It's probably probably hearing a keyboard. Sounds like it. Um, accompanying their vocals and harmonies. It's just really beautiful. This project is. I promised y'all I'd say that word wordless, and I'm I'm working on it. But sometimes it's fitting. This is an astounding project. Mm. Apart from the ways in which, like, I perhaps do not get it because, like I was saying, this is probably more targeted towards my little sister than to me. And my feeling that it just, it did not get, like, this the amount of pop attention that it should have gotten. I'm very grateful for the project. I just, I truly am. As people are like releasing more and more music, and you can maybe argue as the music is getting better, because hopefully as human beings we're getting better, so even our music is getting better. I do find myself oftentimes like um, listening to a project and feeling disappointed, which is why. I, like I said in the disclaimer, I'm I'm not about to talk about any of those projects on here. So it's incredibly satisfying and filling 
to listen to projects like the ones that I talk about on this podcast, like two of us, where you get to the end and you feel so enriched, you feel full, you feel like you've gained stuff because of the amount of like respect that an artist has to have for their craft, for themselves, for the audience, for everybody that they work with, to give you just a complete piece of work that that has dimension um that has thought having gone into it i appreciate that i really do and that was i was telling you petty nice beautiful thoughtful dimension layered harmonies words that truly apply to this album fitting was another one that i was using all over the place those words they honestly apply to this project and what was being done i can't stop listening to it it's good it is really good It's one of the beautiful things 2017 gave us. No matter what you want to say about that year, it was a good one in many ways. And musically and artistically, it's just one of the ways that it was good. Um, like I said, human beings are hopefully getting better and you're seeing it and the things that we're producing. That is two of us, y'all. So yeah, that's this week's episode first episode of 2018 thank you for putting up with me and the phlegm in my throat throughout this episode sorry again um i'm hoping spotify comes to south africa so that there can be a bit more um in the episode um hit me up about the album i hope you listen to it in the comments let me know what you agree with what you disagree with what you thought of the album um hit us up on social media it's this is this rand that is t h i s r a i'm lying it is t h i s i s r a n t on all social media hit me up let me know what you're thinking if you have anchor follow the station there and call in like you know how anchor works you can literally like call in to the show with like suggestions of what you'd like me to talk about or we could perhaps do a show where we talk about a project together i am really excited about that so if you all have anchor or download the anchor app in your app store so we can interact that would be great um i think that's that for me um i'm audi till next week if you like this share it with everybody you know if you did not like it listen to it again
The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.